All right, welcome back to the Blue Brother Sportscast. I'm killed, and with me as always is Brandon. Brandon, it's a little bit later in the week. is our favorite day of the week. It's Tuesday, so I know that you're probably in the best mood ever. Oh, yeah. I mean, this Tuesday has felt like two days. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, it feels longer in a week than it, than Tuesday night. Yeah, it, it has been long, and it feels like it's been forever since we recorded, and yeah, it's been one of those days, but it uh, should be a fun episode. Uh, we're going to be changing gears a little bit. We've been talking a lot of uh, movies and TV shows, and we're going to be shifting over to sports talk. I mean, so. it is a sports cast, so it's kind ah, of a novel idea. Yeah. Well, it is, <laughs> and I want to give a disclaimer here, too. If I sound funny or if you hear some mouth breathing, it's because I'm sick. <laughs> My allergies are all out of whack, so I can't really breathe through my nose right now. So just a heads up, everybody. Mouth breather. <laughs> yeah, um, it is a sports cast, but for those of you who have been with us a long time or those of you who have been new, we, we used to talk Michigan football every single week through the year. And since 2015, that was the case. But once we came to the offseason this year, uh, since Brandon is the new co-host with me and everything, we wanted to kind of form the show more around us and our interests because Craig and I had some different. Um, so we just wanted to make sure that this was something that was, you know, nat- came natural to us. And so we've been doing some other side topics and things like that during the off season. And we'll, uh, if you didn't see it on Twitter, we've got something that we'll be bringing new in the fall. That's kind of related to that. So, Uh, But we will get to the sports topics. But before anything else starts, we always have to do. Did you know? Dun, dun, dun. And this week is kind of an interesting one. And honestly, it might be a little bit of a disturbing one. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. We're getting crazy here on the show. So, did you know that chainsaws were originally invented for childbirth? What? <laughs> How does that work? All right. So, there's there's a little bit more to this. Uh, and once you start hearing some of the dates and the timeline of how things happen with this, it, it'll make a little bit more sense. But uh, up until around the end of the 17th century, childbirth had basically always been, you know, natural. No C-section, that whole thing. And so they recognized the need to adjust things. Uh, Two doctors worked on some things and they came up with this tool that is your modern day chainsaw where you have the... Um, teeth that rotate on a an oval shape to mm-hmm. be able to cut through, and it was actually used to cut through bone to help uh, speed up the process. Mm. So, yeah, pretty gnarly. Uh, but when you actually... I, I'll tweet out a picture of it, too, and I'll probably share it on uh, our Facebook page and things like that. When you see the picture, it makes more sense, but it is essentially the concept that formed the chainsaw like i said the teeth on on the um chain that goes around in a rotation to be able to cut 
and it still looks kind of menacing. I'm not sure exactly how big it is, um, but it's like a, a little handheld thing. It's probably more the size of like a large kitchen knife. Okay. So it's, so it's not exactly like um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre coming in there to like. <laughs> yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, when I read that one, I was looking through a couple things to share. And then I read that one. I was just like, okay, I, I have to learn more about this. And once I heard what was behind it, I was just like, this is this is too good to use. <laughs> so so basically, it was a bone saw. A bone saw. Gosh. <laughs> uh, Spider-Man? Yeah, Macho Man, dude. Oh, man. That was a, that was a long time ago. That was embarrassing, Spider-Man. It wasn't too bad. It was better than the old TV show. Have you ever watched a live-action TV show? No, I missed that. Oh, yeah. You didn't miss much. (laughs) Well, I will say this. (laughs) Um, One and two weren't bad, but once it got to three, it was just like all downhill from there. So Yeah, I could agree with that. But that's that's a little sidetracking. So if uh, if you ever want to get if you're ever stuck in a conversation about kids, labor, childbirth, and you kind of don't want to be in it or you want to change the subject. (laughs) <laughs> or make things interesting. Just bring up the fact that chainsaw was first invented to help with childbirth, and I'm pretty sure that that'll kind of spice things up a little bit. And it's also been used as a musical instrument. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and for juggling. Yes. Which I don't recommend. But if you're that good, I guess go for it. So we'll uh, keep moving forward as we hand things off to Brandon. So with the scary stat of the week, why are you bringing us this time, Brandon? I got something kind of interesting here. They actually ESPN just did a 30 for 30 about it not too long ago. Uh, But in 1992, uh, Deion Sanders Played in an NFL game in Miami at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Then flew all the way to Pittsburgh to play for the Atlanta Braves in the National League Championship Series. And uh, that was that night. I didn't, I didn't have a time for that one. Um, but the Falcons won and then the Braves lost. So he went one for one. Or uh, one and one that day. Oh. But he's the only person to ever play a major league baseball game and a football game, an NFL game in the same day. Really? Interesting. Yep. Huh. I did not know that. So they did a 30 for 30 about just that experience. Yeah. About his, uh, playing two games, which I can't even imagine because, you know, Dion played on defense and he returned kicks for the Falcons. Yeah. So that's, that's a lot of work. I mean, on defense, you're constantly moving around, uh, you're, you're returning kicks and punts and everything, so you know that had to be had to be rough. And then to play a baseball game after that, I mean, baseball is not as strenuous, but still. Yeah, I mean, any anything beforehand is gonna probably mess you up. So yeah, interesting. Yeah, it'll be. How 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 many are there any players that play both? Uh, not anymore. I think, as far as I know, um, in the modern era, there's only been two to do it. 
It was Dion and Bo Jackson. Yeah. But Bo, he didn't play football until the baseball season was over with. Hmm. So he played the full baseball season. Once he was done with the Royals, then he went and played with the Raiders. Wow. That's pretty late, too. Mm-hmm. Depending on uh, postseason and that whole thing. And he still had a thousand-yard season before. Jeez. That's how good he was. <laughs> yeah, Bo Jackson. My dad always said if Bo Jackson would have just stuck with football, he probably would have been the best running back of all time. Yeah. No, that'd be an interesting thing to kind of dive into further and look at. So, yeah. Crazy. <clears throat> crazy stats. So, well, I got to follow that up with. It's time for more baseball. And baseball does not make an appearance on our show very often. Actually, but, lately it has been because it seems like a lot of my stats have been baseball. <laughs> <laughs> true. True. But here comes baseball for rock moment of the week, which is, uh, you know, extra in- interesting. And so the rock moment of the week for anybody who stays up on uh, Michigan athletics as a whole is not going to be too surprised about this, but Michigan men's baseball is headed to the College World Series after defeating, if I understand correctly, the number one overall ranked baseball team in UCLA. And they won it in the elimination game. So both teams had uh, won a game apiece. And it was down to the last game, and they won 4-2. to two. I actually watched... This game starting in the fifth or sixth, I think. Nice. And it was intense. As my <laughs> as I have said for baseball, this is my thing with baseball. I think postseason baseball is awesome. It, it's you know everything matters, every game counts, blah blah, and they've always you know want to put their best lineup in and they're strategic with it. Mm. But the baseball season. <clears throat> sucks because it's super long and it's everywhere on the radio and the sports shows and just consumes everything and there's just sometimes that you know that they're not able to put out their best team on the field and so sometimes you feel like you kind of get gypped out of even seeing a good game i'll watch a game live but during the regular season, I'll probably not be watching baseball on TV. Anyways, Michigan, congratulations. They are going to be playing. Hold on, I, I got this down here. They are going to be playing next, this coming Saturday, against Texas Tech. And it's 2 p.m. Eastern. And they will automatically play again then on Monday. Uh, win or lose, it'll, it'll just depend, or that will determine what time they'll be playing on Monday. So they're actually the first game of the College World Series against Texas Tech. So okay, that uh, might be an interesting thing to watch. If Texas Tech again, I know that's what <laughs> other people were pointing out. It's just like, oh, postseason Michigan sports. Why not just play Texas Tech? So <laughs> if Michigan football plays Texas. Texas Tech in a bowl game, I might just like punch myself in the face. That would be 
like the ultimate enough is enough. <laughs> so, but yeah, there's your rock moment of the week. That was a uh, pretty interesting and <clears throat> a late night game for sure. So thankfully Saturday is going to be starting at two, but, uh, That'll go ahead and bring us then into our main topic of the night. All right, sports, 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 and sports. But for our topic this evening, it's going to be one specific sport, and it's the one that the show originally uh, focused on. And so we're bringing back Michigan football. And this will be an interesting conversation because uh, Brandon and I already chatted about it a little bit uh, in preparation. And so we have an interesting one. It's kind of the... Mm, do people ever use the term low light? Like, what's the opposite of highlight? I would say a low light. <laughs> <laughs> this is the low light for Michigan football because we're going to be talking about the most disappointing Michigan football players. So these are players that came in and there was a lot of hype around them. They were ranked really high or there was a lot of expectations with them and they just did not pan out. So we're going to go back and forth, bring up a different, a couple different things. I've got a few. I know Brandon's got a few. Brandon actually talked to, um, chatted a little bit with Craig and then uh, our friend Jason. And so he's got some input from them. Uh, mine are more recent history. So um, if you're all right, Brandon, I'll, I'll start off and then we'll kind of alternate if that works for you. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Cause the, I think the first one is probably my most intriguing one because I have a little bit of story with this as well in that, this is the prime example of when I first started getting into recruiting and I really got into recruiting at this point and then immediately it like fell off a cliff <laughs> because of the results of my peaked interest in recruiting and then how poorly it went afterwards. So the player I am referring to is... Sam McGuffey. So for those, I, I got to imagine plenty of people remember Sam McGuffey. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. He was actually one of mine too. We talked about that before the show. <laughs> yeah. And I called dibs on Sam McGuffey because it was just like <laughs> too, too perfect for me not to talk about Sam McGuffey. Because like I said, uh, we used to talk about all the time on the show uh, when Craig was here, Craig was the recruiting guy because I never really got into it. And this is part of the reason why I didn't because I really got into it. And this was the first player I really latched on to. And then it was a total bust. So uh, Sam McGuffey was a running back that came in for Rich Rod. And so there was a lot of hype and, or, you know, interest going on at the time, you know, bringing in the new coach and all sorts of stuff. But he was the tenth, considered the tenth best running back in the country. Uh, that was through Scout.com at the time. 
Uh, four-star recruit, you know, a lot of great highlights. Uh, he, he made me kind of think of uh, Mike Hart running back style. Uh, he had a reputation for hurdling, hurdling players a lot. Mm-hmm. And so just a, a flashy running back. And he had good uh, stats, obviously, in high school. So then it, he comes to Michigan, and you're like, awesome, sweet. You know, we're going to have a good, another good running back since Mike Hart. Well, he played uh, the 10, 10 games when he was a freshman. He only put up 486 yards, uh, three touchdowns, had a few receptions. He actually had one receiving touchdown. Um, but that year was it for him then. Like, he didn't even put up 500 yards. That was it. He was done. Uh, and he then transferred to Rice. Mm-hmm. So his performances were not that great when he was at Michigan. Um, I if I had time, I was going to go back and just kind of try to watch any film there was from when he played for Michigan, but it was just very lackluster. There was a lot of hype for a lot of different people, and I was extremely disappointed. And then I was frustrated in the recruiting system. And I was like, I'm done. <laughs> Thank you. Goodbye. Um, what are some of the things that you remember about uh, Sam McGuffey or during that time and everything? Uh, I didn't watch too much around that time. I, I remember seeing the highlight videos uh, that you spoke of, of all the, the hurdles and stuff, and just the, the crazy athletic ability the guy had. Um, and, you know, he showed some promise in his freshman year. Um, I mean, he was. He wasn't like the lead back or anything. You know, so those 400 and some yards, it wasn't too bad. Uh, it gave us, I guess, uh, some like confidence for the future, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then to hear that he was transferring to Rice, which I believe the reason he transferred is, wasn't one of his parents, like, didn't they have cancer or something like that? I can. And he was from Texas, so he wanted to be closer to his family, I think is what it was. Uh, I... I don't know what the reason was, but it was to be closer to home. Yes. Um, and, and that's totally like, I get that. I mean, we just saw that and I'm blanking on the name. Tight end just did that. Um, not that long ago. So I get that that'll happen. And so I'm not like blaming him or anything, but then even after transfer, there was nothing really for, you know, to highlight for him after that point, you know, you would think going to a place like rice, he would have a better opportunity to kind of shine a little bit, but mm-hmm. he never really had much after that, but he played in 2008, but then he didn't, um, then play for rice, of course, because of transferring until 2010. But yeah, he, ne- uh, the most yards that he put up in a season was 883. So, uh, and then one year after that, it looks like he may have been injured for a short period of time because he didn't play a full season. But yeah, it, not only was it that he didn't really have a, anything, any shining moment, any great thing to talk about when he was at Michigan, but then just overall for his college career was a pretty big letdown. So, Yeah, and actually he um, is an Olympian now. Did you know yeah. that? Yeah, no. Bobsled team. <laughs> yeah, he went. He went on to do some uh, pretty cool stuff. <clears throat> he did do the uh, 
Olympics. I think he did. He did a little bit of stuff with um, the NFL. I, I may have been practice squads and things like that. I think. Mm-hmm. And he was in the Canadian Football League. I think for one year as well. So, I mean, he he was he was athletic and he kept uh, kept up with um, stuff like that. I can't see where the Olympics was. Oh, I think 2015. It was this last one. Yeah. Yeah, it was when he started doing stuff like that and uh, he competed in the 2018 then. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, pretty cool. I mean, I, I'm happy that he was able to find some success, but that was, you know, just kind of the perfect storm for me. You know, the big recruit that you first latch on to and then that's how it turns out. So, right. But uh, what's uh, who do you want to bring up first? <laughs> um, one guy that had one really good season and then did little to nothing after that. Uh, the first guy that comes to mind is Fitzgerald Toussaint. Okay. Mm, yeah, his. I mean, his. Um, what was it? His, his sophomore year, he. Went over a thousand yards rushing, averaged over five yards a carry, um, and he had nine touchdowns. And I was like, "Oh man, we're finally going to have another good running back here, right?" Yeah. Um, super excited for it. You know, he showed a lot of promise that season, and after that, he really didn't like next to nothing. Um, I know he really frustrated Craig because uh, he used to say that you know Tucson would come up to the line and just kind of like tap dance a little bit, and then hesitate too much and then get like nothing out of the run. Yeah. Uh, and not only that, his, his pass blocking was, was pretty bad. Like the effort he put towards it, at least there's a few times where a guy would come in and he would just kind of lean into him. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I just expected more out of him than, than what he showed. And, and I'm kind of surprised that he's had, he keeps sticking on NFL teams. Really? Yeah, he's like bounced around the league a few times. Um, he's played for the Ravens and uh, the Steelers. Huh. You know, he hasn't he hasn't started any games, but he you know he comes in here and there for kind of like a change of pace. And you know, I'm just surprised that he's stuck around as long as he has. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm looking at some of his stats and everything. I mean, that was the tricky part, too, with him being opposite um, Denard Robinson. But, yeah, he, yeah. he got into that mode of um, basically getting tapped and falling over. Mm-hmm. He wasn't really good at bouncing. Um, you know, some of the things that you saw uh, Davion Smith do, you know, he was like a truck. Yeah. And Tucson. Kind of like uh, Chris Evans. Yeah, you know, get the ball. He's he might go through like one arm tackle, but that's probably about the best he's gonna do. Anybody puts a decent hit on him, he's going down. Yeah, yeah. No, that's surprising with playing twelve games in two thousand eleven, and then playing ten in two thousand twelve. His yards were cut in half. Yeah, but his attempts did not go down that much to account for that. So. Yeah, was he? Uh, I can't remember. Was he a big recruit coming in? 
Do you know what he was? Mm, I can't remember. I, I don't really follow recruiting too much. Um, I remember he just caught my attention, you know, after that, that big season he had at Michigan. Okay, as a prospect, he was a four-star prospect. Okay. So, I mean, pretty good. But interesting. Yeah. Well, it seems like, uh, are you good with that, or did you have anything else? Uh, no, that's basically all I, I had for Tucson. Uh, what do you got for the next one? Well, we're going to be sticking with running backs, and it's going to be kind of interesting because we brought this up when uh, kind of spearheading this conversation and getting it kick-started that since Mike Hart, Michigan really hasn't had good luck with running backs. And so here's just another great example of that. And that is Derek Green. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people will kind of groan and when talking about that, because that I, this was a bigger letdown and I kind of forgot. Uh, but again, like I said, I was a little bit more invested or time invested in McGuffey and him coming in. Uh, but green was a huge disappointment considering that he was the number one running back in the country and the number eight overall player for 2013. And he did not really do nothing. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, his best season at Michigan, he had uh, 471 rushing yards. Yeah. I mean, granted, for doing that in six games, that's not shabby. Yeah, I mean, he averaged over, you know, averaged almost six yards a carry. Yeah. But then that that was it, because then his other two seasons that he played at Michigan, he barely was averaging over three. Yeah. So, yeah, that that season, there was a little spark of hope and everything, but uh, wasn't it in 2015, didn't he gain, like, a lot of weight? Or was it Yeah, I, th I think that's what happened. And then after that, he transferred to TCU. Yeah. Uh, um, I remember Craig always being frustrated with him as well just like hey this guy's supposed to be great and like he hardly ever plays and he shows up way out of shape and it's like he needs to get more motivated and it was like then he transferred and we're all just kind of like good riddance yeah and he <laughs> did not do anything at um tcu but then no, even he hardly that... had any rushing attempts there either yeah even with um because that's the thing, too, is if you can uh, look at his 2013 year to 2014, he had the, uh, practically the same amount of attempts in 11 games in 2013. And he only played six in 2014, but then had like about twice the amount of yards. Yeah. So but then for all those years, he only got the max of touchdowns three. Yeah. So that's for that big of a guy, that's kind of kind of surprising. Yeah, no, for sure. And there was, I remember there was so much hype, and you always uh, expected something when he got on there. And uh, I do remember specifically the 2014 <laughs> season. He had, you know, he did some stuff. I mean, he got on the field, he had some production and everything. But of course, you know, that's just six games. So for 
a majority of his time at Michigan. It was just a bummer and a letdown. Um, not seeing him enough, and then the whole uh, weight gaining thing. I mean, it kind of reminds me of uh, shoot, who's that? Uh, Green Bay Packer running back, Eddie Lacy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Eddie Lacy. As soon as you said weight gain in Green Bay Packers, I knew exactly who you were talking about. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, yeah. He, now he really was kind of an extreme, but, I mean, Derek Green really kind of didn't do himself any favors. I don't know if anything changed when he went to TCU, but, yeah, that was that was a bummer. Yeah, his, his overall career, his overall career for four years, uh, this is the number one running back for his class. Four years of football, granted, like we said, one year he was only able to play six games. But his overall career, he barely broke a 1,000 yards for a four-year career. I mean, that wow. is just, yeah, That I mean, that's <laughs> extremely disappointing. So, I just look at that, and that kind of is crazy when you think about those players that break a thousand yards in a single season. So, yeah, his his overall career stats are what some players have for season stats. Yeah, I mean that's what Tucson basically had. Yeah, Tucson had more touchdowns in one season than Derek Green had for his entire career. Mm-hmm. So that was a big bummer. All right, are we uh, switching from running backs, or where are you going with this? Um, yeah, my next one, <laughs> yeah, it's probably going to be a little controversial. Controversial. Um, I know people are kind of divided on this guy, um, and not so much that he was bad as that he just didn't live up to the potential. And that's Rashawn Gary. How dare you? How <laughs> dare you? Who do you think you are? <laughs> I mean, We're... no, he was he was a good player, I would say, but wasn't he the number one overall recruit? He... Yeah, I believe he was. Yeah, I want to say that he was. Yeah, he definitely I know was. Who was um, and I mean, his freshman year, he didn't play all too much. Uh, he had like a half a sack. He had five tackles for a loss. You know, it's not too bad for like his first season. I mean, his next season he did pretty good. He um had five and a half sacks and he had eleven and a half tackles for a loss. I mean, that's good. But just you know, he came back his junior year. He was out for a few games. Uh, it just the production wasn't there with Gary. He had all the tools. We had to hear about how strong he was and how fast he was for his size, but it just, it didn't show on the field. And everybody's like, oh, well, he was getting double teamed a lot. But, I mean, he had Winovich on the other side who was just, he had he was way more productive. And it seems like, you know, when teams double team on him, because he's showing more of it. And then, you know, he also got the, oh, he's the anchor end for the defense. But, why would you, if he's supposed to be such a great player, then why is he your anchor? And I, I don't, it just doesn't make much sense to me. I get where you're coming from. And there, and there is a degree that I agree and understand what you're saying, because 
with him coming in as the number one overall recruit for his class and for all the hype that was around it, he was good. He was, he was, he was more than a good player. I I'd say that he was a great player. Um, and he was produ- productive. He did get double teamed a lot and everything, but he was, he was a key part with everything. And I know his uh, last year was a little kind of up and down because of him being able to play and not being able to play. But yeah, it, it, from the standpoint of how high people's expectations went with, you know, him being the number one uh, recruit from that class and all the hype and everybody talking about how great of an athlete he was, he was, and he is, it just didn't turn into some of the results that you see on the field because you see some of that too, because there are those players and I'll just kind of pick on this because I mean, they, they do have great players. You see those players in the sec or for Clemson that have those big defensive players who are super freak athletes as well, mm-hmm. who who produce more. And so it's not that he did bad. It's that he didn't produce what was kind of the expectation or what was anticipated because there was so much hype around it. And I, and Mm -hmm. I get that. So, uh, I don't know if you're saying he was a, a disappointment, but it was disappointing that, the results were did not meet expectations. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying. Like I said, he was a good player, but I just feel like with all the hype around him and the athletic ability, he could have been a lot more. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe if he would have came back for one more season instead of leaving for the draft, he might have had a better, you know, might have had a better season. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, too. But I mean, like it worked out extremely well for him with the draft and better than expected. And, and that's the thing too, is he very well could have a lot better. And, and I, I think I'm not trying to speak for you by anticipate what you're saying too, is you're not thinking that he's going to do poorly in that NFL. He actually might be better up one of those players that's better suited for how things run into that run in the NFL anyways. Mm. Um, so it's just how things happened in college with his results and things like that. I mean, the defense was great, um, but I mean, he wasn't all of the defense. There were a lot of key components that were great with that defense, but yeah. Right. So I get you. I anticipate that some other people may not. (laughs) So if you have anyone reach out to you on social media, I'm just saying, giving you a heads up. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I kind of expect the backlash. Whatever, I stand by my choice. Deal with it. <laughs> this is the controversial podcast. <laughs> Hot take. Hot take. Oh my gosh. I don't want us to ever use that word or phrase. <laughs> it's a hot pile of deuce. All right. Anyways, um,. Was there anything more with that you got or no? All right. I've kind of got my last one here. I mean, there are some other ones, but these are the main ones that stuck out to me and we're going to be opening things to questions too. And with our question week to hear what other people's thoughts are as well. But one that 
this was more so after the player came in and seeing how well they did. I was thinking that their overall career in college and at Michigan was going to go a little differently. Yeah. But um, for Tate Forcier, yeah, at Michigan, he uh, when he first started playing and he has a good season. What am I looking at here? He had 2,000 yards in 2009. You know, 58 completion percentage. Not that in the world. His interceptions were, of course, awful. <laughs> um, but I thought there was promise um, for him. And I thought he was going to play for his full college career. And yeah, maybe... I mean, they had that one season where him and Denard were switching off like every other drive. Yeah. I thought he was going to be, you know, not the next best thing since Chad Henney, but the next good quarterback that Michigan had. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that was not really the case. Uh, Denard wound up taking over. Um, Interestingly enough, Tate Forcier wound up leaving then with the whole uh, Brady Hoke coming in. Mm Mm-hmm. And he was going to be going to some different places. Uh, I mean, he was rumored to be going to Miami at one point, and then he was rumored to be going to Hawaii, and then he was announced to be going to San Jose State, and he was kind of anticipated to be the starter, but then he never played, and there was some talk about some academic issues. So, yeah, after Michigan, he didn't do anything. I didn't keep up with that, but, yeah, he didn't do anything. He was a four-star recruit, you know, so still pretty good uh, up there in rank and everything, and he showed promise. So I'm just really shocked that he did not not do anything else for college. I think he might have had some attitude problems, too, because I remember um, him getting in with with some coaches – on the sideline. Um, I think he actually had to sit out a game one time too. Yes. That was towards the end of his career at Michigan. Now that you bring that up, I, I remember that. I remember there was a specific game, but I can't remember what it was. I can't remember either. Mm-hmm. I remember him jawing at one of the coaches on the sideline and then like he didn't come back for the rest of that game and I don't think he played the next game either. Yeah. Interesting. I forgot about that. Yeah, so he was just one that I thought was, uh, you know, there was going to be some stuff and maybe a longer career, but obviously, I mean, you can see with only playing two seasons and then absolutely nothing after that, um, that was a bit of a flop. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Any more from you or are you going to share some of the things that other people brought up? No, I'll just quickly share here what uh, what Jason and Craig had. Um, Jason mentioned, um, he also mentioned Derek Green. Um, I mean, I that's seemed to be the consensus for everybody. Yeah. Uh, he also mentioned William Campbell, a defensive tackle. And he mentioned uh, Drake Harris as well. Uh, Craig's mentions here, he had... 
And I'm probably going to slaughter this name because I don't remember this recruit. And we know that Craig is way into more recruiting <laughs> than you and I are. Yeah. Uh, it's Bobakar Sissoko. Oh, man. Did I say it? Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was one of them. He's a defensive back. Um, Kevin Grady. I, I remember him. That was another one of Craig's. Oh, yeah. Uh, my dad and I always just referred to him as the bowling ball because he was about as big around as he was tall. Um, yeah, he was. He showed some flashes, too, and you know, it didn't really amount to much. And I know he got in some legal problems, uh, and we ended up having his brother on the team, actually. Uh, and then he had a few more here. He had uh, Kelly Baraka, uh, Marcus Slocum. He also said Sam McGuffey. Uh, Ty Isaac and then John O'Corn. Yeah, Ty Isaac and John O'Corn are interesting. I think, um, and I agree with both of those because those are kind of interesting because they were transferring in, mm-hmm. and there was there was hype around that. I mean, thinking that they were going to add some stuff to the team, and uh, both of them had their moments, but yeah, those both fell well short of expectations so that was kind of a kind of a bummer ty isaac was like all over the place Mm -hmm. and um but then of course uh john o'corn was uh, just did not work out well (laughs) no no he didn't we all wanted him to come in instead of wilton spade and it I don't know if he was much better. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't even know what to uh, what to say exactly with that. I mean, it was just it was rough. I mean, it didn't help that there was like next to there were a lot of things not going right in 2017, anyways, as it was. Yeah. So, so you can't say everything was his fault with uh how things turned out but yeah there were there were some issues that were definitely on his side so i thought those were kind of too interesting because i didn't really think of uh transfers too much but those definitely i remember ty isaac i remember talking to craig about that one and then uh john o'corn yeah michigan has just had kind of big ups and downs i'm sure like every team has it but Uh, the the perks of being a sports fan, right? Oh yeah, gotta love it. So, did you have anything to add to uh, the players that they mentioned, or um, not really? Like I said, I didn't really. I I remember the names, but I don't remember too much from the players. Um, obviously, I remember. Uh, like I mentioned, uh, Kevin Grady. Uh, I remember Sam McGuffey. I remember Isaac and O'Corn, but I, I mean, I don't remember. I remember Kelly Baraka's name, but I don't remember much about him. I know he was like a highly touted running back, um, but I don't remember too much about him. Okay. Yeah, and then, of course, I'm sure that there are plenty from years ago, too. Yeah. I mean, a lot of those fall in the time where I kind of lost track. Uh I was in college and I didn't have a lot of the channels that Michigan was on or I was always busy on Saturdays because I used to work weekends too. So I missed quite a few games around that time. 
Oh my gosh, you're terrible. <laughs> but I didn't really miss much because it was mostly the Rich Rod years. Yeah, that's when, um, I don't know if I brought it up with you, but that's when things really started for me. When uh, the exit of Carr and the entry of Rich Rod. Yeah. That's just how it fell. But anyways, another story, another time. Um, yeah. I think we'll go ahead and uh, move along unless you got anything else to mention. No, that's all I got, dude. All right. That brings us to... Garbage Day! It's that time of the show where we get to talk about the garbage from the past week. Sports or non-sports related. Brandon, what do you have for the garbage play of the week? Um, I don't know if you saw um, everybody's favorite Aaron Rodgers. What he said about... <laughs> The, the beer chugging that's been going on on, on social media with, with all the different quarterbacks and players and stuff in the NFL. Oh, yeah, I saw that, but I didn't. Because yeah, did there's a video of uh, Aaron Rodgers at a Bucks game, and he goes to chug a beer, and he couldn't like finish the beer, and he stops, and everybody's giving a hard time about it. Then after that, there was a video of Matthew Stafford like hammering a beer. And then they showed Mitchell Trubisky drinking one fast and everything. Um, <clears throat> they asked Aaron Rodgers about it, and he said, for some of them, there's finally a talent that they can say they're better than me at. So basically, you know, it's a shot at uh, Stafford and Trubisky, who are both in the NFC North with the Packers. Yeah. <laughs> but the funny thing is the Packers only won one divisional game last year. Ah. <laughs> so they lost all the other ones. They lost the Lions twice. Yeah, and that was uh, when, when was the last time that happened? Oh man, it's been years. Well, just uh, two years ago, I believe it was the first time the Lions won in Green Bay since 1991. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So, well. Yeah, he does have a point that he has the uh, better career, but in recent history, he's things aren't looking <laughs> the greatest for him. Right. So, and they didn't exactly recruit uh, somebody to protect his butt in the first round this year. So, true. Um, and actually, going along with the the beer chugging thing, did you see that Tom Brady chugged a beer in two point seven five seconds on Stephen Colbert's Late Show? No, I did not. I think I heard about that, though. So, thus proving again that he is the greatest of all time. <laughs> the GOAT. If you will. All right. Hot take. Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. <laughs> there you go. There's your hot take for the entire year from the show. Oh, man. All right. Well, that brings us to the time in the show where we do our two-minute drill from things in uh, roughly the past week or so of uh, topics, sports or non-sports related, and we throw as much as we can at you in two minutes. Brandon, you ready for this? Let's do it. All right, here we go. All right, uh, the NBA Finals are continuing after Golden State Warriors surprisingly beat Toronto. There's going to be another game, game six. We'll see what happens later this week. Brandon. Uh, Vince Carter actually said that he's coming back for his NBA record 22nd season next year. Uh, he's currently 42 years old. Caleb. Dang. 
Nice. Uh, in the NBA, Charles Matthews tore his ACL. Unfortunately, former Michigan basketball player. Brandon. Uh, Juwan Howard adds Howard Isley, former NBA player uh, for tw- of 12 years and nine years as a coach. He added him as assistant coach the other day. Caleb. Uh, the NCAA will be moving the men's three-point line back. Brandon. Uh Former uh, Boston Red Sox player uh, David Ortiz was shot in the Dominican Republic this past week. Uh, he's currently in stable condition, Caleb. Still so in college uh, sports, the big, there's a new Big Ten commissioner, Kevin Warren, uh, from the Minnesota Vikings. Brandon. The Stanley Cup Finals are going to go to a Game 7. Uh, that plays Wednesday night in Boston, Caleb. All right. Uh to Oliver Martin is in the transfer portal from Michigan. Brendan. The Lions cut uh, former Michigan State quarterback Connor Cook, Caleb. And everybody was sad. Um, (laughs) uh, The only thing that has ever interested me with Justin Bieber, apparently he wants to fight Tom Cruise in MMA. I might actually be interested in watching that. Brendan. Uh, Nicole Brown Simpson and Ronald Goldman were found dead this week 25 years ago. And that started the whole OJ Simpson trial. Caleb. Uh, lastly, if you are into E3 and the conference that was this week, Keanu Reeves is everywhere and he is making his way into video games as well and movies. Keanu Reeves, the most interesting man in the world. <laughs> Ted Theodore Logan. <laughs> Yeah, and on uh, Keanu Reeves, it was kind of interesting because somebody put out there that he's either had the first na- name or last name John in like six or eight roles he's played between <laughs> movies and games. Yeah, we were talking about that the other day. Um, surprisingly enough, Arnold Schwarzenegger has been named John numerous times. Oh, really? As well. Yeah. I-, I know in Commando, he was John Matrix. Mm. Which is definitely a real name and not made up. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing names. Yeah, see, that's one thing that I've uh, often thought about when if you're ever trying to create a story or a movie or a plot or whatever. I feel like creating believable names would be difficult. Yeah. Believable names that aren't like incredibly boring. Yeah, or stupidly cheesy. Yeah, I always feel like John is. Nah, I shouldn't say a cop out, but John is so common. So, yeah. Anyways, that brings us here to the end of the show. And before we cut things off, we always do have our question of the week. So this week we're going to bring you the question around our main topic, and we want to ask you who you think are some of the most disappointing Michigan football players. Um. And share with us your thoughts. Um, if you have new ones, that would be great. But we'll bring those up and share those next week. And we're actually going to be keeping this topic in a way for our conversation for next week's episode as well. So, but I think that wraps things up. Brandon, anything else before we hang up? Uh, I know we talked about for next week too, doing our first uh, talking about one film and 
like specifically. Yeah. Oh, are we gonna review next week, or is it gonna be the following week after that? Um, I thought we had a plan for next week. To be honest. Okay. Maybe we'll postpone that other one. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we're gonna be doing uh specific movie reviews, and obviously we're on the same page. So <laughs> <laughs> we may not be right now, but next week we'll be there. Um, I say we yeah. just do both. I say we do both things. Um, we can mention people's lists, talk about it a little bit, and then we can go into a little re- review portion we're going to have. Yeah, we got this. We got this. We can totally for sure do that. So, yeah, we'll be doing review. Uh, so do we, are we sharing with people if they want to watch the movie too? Yeah, I think so. That'd be a good idea. Um, the movie we're going to be watching is Miami Connection. This is a martial ever. arts movie from 1986, I believe. Uh, let me confirm that. 1987. Uh, it stars YK Kim, who is a world champion Taekwondo fighter. Uh, you can find the movie for free in its entirety on YouTube. So just look up Miami Connection 1987. Uh, you guys should be able to find it. It's one of those movies that's so terrible that it's funny. Um, yeah. Give it a watch if you guys are interested. Uh, let us know what you think. Yeah, and otherwise, um, prepare for some spoilers. <laughs> We're going to spoil a movie that's like 30 years old. <laughs> yeah. So, if you don't want it spoiled, you better watch it quick. But yeah, we'll be doing some stuff like that moving forward. Um, probably trying to find as much as we can on YouTube netflix or amazon prime or things of that nature so mm-hmm. there you go you've got a question of the week and you've got homework go watch a movie oh yeah it will not uh well i shouldn't say that i wanted to say it will not disappoint but i don't know it very <laughs> easily could uh, if you love terrible movies it will not disappoint yeah <laughs> for sure so all right well with uh with that being said, we thank you guys for tuning in this week, as always. Uh, we hope you have a good rest of the week. Things are warming up. Weather's getting nice. Hope you get out there to be able to enjoy Michigan summers if you're in Michigan. If not, wherever you are, we hope that you guys have a good one. And until next time, go blue. Go blue.